Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Six Degrees of Leadership podcast. My name is Brian Hendricks, and I will be your host in this series, which is built around helping each of us be the best leader we can be in our daily and work lives. I call the show Six Degrees of Leadership because I hope to create a network of leaders worldwide, whether we have the official title of leadership or not, where we are all just six degrees from one another. In each episode, I will interview one person about what leadership means to them and how we can implement some of their everyday practices into our own lives. I hope you're ready for some energy because my guest on this episode is bringing a ton. This week, my guest is best-selling author, speaker, coach, and entrepreneur, Jake Keffler. Jake talks about working in the NBA, how to go about motivating people, and how writing a book may just be what your business needs. I hope you enjoy our fun and insightful conversation. All right, welcome everybody back to the Six Degrees of Leadership podcast. I am Brian Hendricks. Thank you once again for joining me this week. I cannot be more excited for for the guest, as you heard in the intro, multiple times. I think it's three time best selling author. Um, I'm in the middle of uh, reading one of his books, which we'll talk about in, in a little bit here. But so excited to have you, Jake Kelfer. Welcome to the show, Brian. Happy to be here. Pumped to chat. Let's get that energy going, baby. Love it, man. Um, so I'm going to jump right in because I've been following you now for, for, you know, a little over a month and I, and I know you want, I know you got that high energy. So let's jump right into it. Um, much like you, I'm a diehard fan of superheroes. I love Marvel comics. I love the movies. So I like to start every podcast out is what's your origin story? You know, how did you get to where you're at now in life? Um, and at the same time, what is something you wish you would have known on your journey that maybe you didn't know now that you do? Uh, let's let's break that up for you. Uh, here, yeah. Here's the story. All right. I wanted to play in the NBA. That was the dream. Five, eight Jewish kid. That dream became very difficult by the time I finished high school. So I went to college to be an agent. Get ready to graduate okay. college. I think I got my life planned out. Go to school, go to college, become an agent, become the youngest agent in history, represent a lottery pick, then make millions of dollars, then buy a house, buy an island, then get married, have kids, then write books and give back. I realized my cool. second semester senior year, life doesn't always go as planned. The agency that was going to hire mm -hmm. me went on a hiring freeze, said, nope, not anymore. So I said, all right, what do I know? And how can I start making things happen? Fast forward a couple months, the Lakers offered me a job. So I didn't start my career playing for the Lakers. I started my career working on the corporate partnership side with the Lakers. Okay. Fast forward a little oh, okay. bit. I'm on the team and I'm like, this is amazing. It was Kobe Bryant's final season. I'm a huge Laker guy from LA. So this was a dream come true. I'm seeing his impact on the entire world. Okay. I'm seeing people spend their life savings to come watch him. I'm seeing people travel from all over the world, watch him play one final time. And I thought if he could have this impact on the world, why can't I? And I was like, I can't do what Kobe does yet, but what if I could impact one person's world? And so I thought for mm -hmm. myself, like, what do I know and how can I help? Fast forward a few more months and I released my first book. I said, you know what? All I know right now is how to get a job. <laughs> I was one year removed from school. Right. So I wrote what I knew, a millennial's take on how to get a job. And Kobe retired. I retired mm -hmm. and I launched my first book. That book went on to be an Amazon bestseller. It started being talked about in college curriculum. It started getting me speaking gigs. And I was like, this is amazing. I ended up writing mm -hmm. two more books. I ended up building a, a major basketball event because I still wanted to be working with NBA players. Um, and so I said, you know what, if I want to still work with NBA players, how could I do that in a way where I could still help these players sign their first deal? But also, how mm -hmm. could I do it where 
I could stand out in the job market? How could I practice what I preached in my first book? So I built this event. It ended up taking on a life of its own, and it was called the Professional Basketball Combine, where basically we created a secondary NBA draft event that helped over 70 NBA prospects sign their first contract. Wow. Fast forward, I wrote another book, okay? And then okay. after bestsellers, people are starting to say, dude, how have you written all these books? How have you done them so quickly? Mm -hmm. How have you been able to make them so successful? How have you been able to monetize them? And then that's when it said, all right, we're changing the business. Pandemic happens. We're changing the whole business. All I'm focusing on is teaching people how to write and launch nonfiction books to build their business and make an impact. And so that takes us to today where my primary focus is helping incredible people share a message so that they can turn their book dream into their reality. That's awesome. I mean, just that alone, you, you've gone through so many different types of leadership roles in that short amount of time. And, and now helping people write books, that's a whole different type of leadership role you're taking on now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every, every phase has been different. It goes, it goes to answer your, your second part of that. The first question I asked, and this is every phase of my journey has been an evolution. A lot of times people call it pivots, right? Pivot, 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 change, right? right? And if you're playing basketball, right? Your pivot foot lets you change direction without quote unquote traveling, right? But my life, I like mm -hmm. to think of it all as evolution, right? It's, it's instead of just doing a pivot or instead of just doing a jab step, and I'm getting to a basketball analogy, but we'll roll with me here for a second. Instead of just doing- Hey, a Jake, pivot, I'm a high school basketball coach. We can talk right. basketball all night, all day. That is fine with me, man. <laughs> right, so instead of just doing a basic pivot foot where you're just moving left to right, front and back, now I've added the Euro step. I've added different different things to my leadership arsenal by trying all these different things. And so if there was something that I could look back on, one of the things that I would say that I could be better at is trusting the process, right? Talking about another basketball mm -hmm. phrase that's, that's been used a lot. Yeah. But it's, look, you could have everything you think you want planned out today. How you get there is going to change every single time. So if you are only focused on your way and it has to get done this way, you're going to miss out on the greatness of life and the pursuit of the dream. And so if I could just go back and this is something that I constantly work on, it's how do I make sure that I'm having fun in the moment, even if I'm doing something I don't love to do, but how can I have fun in that moment, right. helping others get to where they want to go while at the same time taking a step in the right direction towards the life I've always wanted to live. And that is how you really can, can move mountains as, as a leader and as an entrepreneur and someone who takes control of their life um, so they can live the life they want. That's, I love it. It's that idea of be where your feet are, but then how can you connect that to this overall goal? How can you connect it to what your goal is in life and work and family, whatever it might be? Yeah, I mean, dude, you got a lot of people that are present, right? And it's great. They're, they're fully present, mm -hmm. they're focused, but that's where they are. They, they have no plan. It just, this is what mm -hmm. it is. Happy to be here. Great. And at times, those are those are amazing qualities to have. On the flip side of that, you have right. people that are always just living in the future, always living as, oh, this is what's going to be. This is what's going to be. This mm -hmm. is what I'm working for. And 10 years go by and they look back and they say, damn, I missed out on all those moments. Right? You have mm -hmm. countless moments of people right. that build businesses or that work and they neglect their kids or they neglect their partners. And they're like, I would trade everything, all of the material success, all of the, the promotions to have my partner back, to have my kid's childhood back, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's right. really important. And I want, you, I want everyone to take this away from, from listening to this is I want you to challenge yourself to enjoy the journey in the pursuit of greatness rather than just enjoying the journey, rather than just pursuing greatness. I want you to enjoy the journey in the pursuit of greatness. And if you can do that, 
you're going to wake up at the end when this is all over and say, I did it. I did everything I set out mm -hmm. to do. Even if I didn't, I lived a life I'm proud of. Yeah. I, I hope everyone takes that to heart. I think that's so key. It's not just, you know, being where your feet are, but it's enjoying that moment and then connecting it to that overall goal, connecting it to that what's next piece. You got to have both because one or the other, you're going to be missing out on something. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, so that kind of actually leads me into my next question for you. And one of the things I get asked all the time is, especially in today's world, we got to create positive work environment. We got to create, you know, teams that are motivated, individuals that are motivated. So, you know, what are one of the things that maybe you've used in the past or maybe what you're using now with people you know, as you help lead them to write their own books is how do you get them motivated to complete a task, motivated to, to you know, get them on board with what your goal is because it should be the same goal at times when you're that leader. Yeah, I think, I think this is a really interesting topic. And I think, I think that every human being for almost everything, and some of this is scientific, some of this I'm just kind of making up as I go in life and as I experience mm -hmm. things, but we all have a baseline at certain levels. Some people's mm -hmm. happiness baseline is different. Some people's motivation baseline is different, okay? And I believe that we all have a intrinsic level of motivation. Some people, like myself, I'm internally motivated for anything I try, like I'm going to do it, which is me. Some mm -hmm. people need a little bit more right. support or accountability to get to that level that I have naturally. It's just a baseline. But no matter what it is, right. if you look at how do you accomplish something massive, it's not just by doing the massive action. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. it's doing small things, checking off the boxes in the pursuit. Again, going back to this pursuit that keeps you coming back mm -hmm. for more. When we help people write books, for most people, they have a dream of writing a book. Like we know this. Why then right. do so people actually get a book done? Well, it's because writing a book feels unrelatable. It doesn't feel possible. It doesn't feel doable. It feels like it's going to take too long. So it's too mm -hmm. big of a task in our mind. Therefore, we don't take action because we're like, oh, if I write a chapter, I'm so, so far away. So instead, what we do right. is we bring it down into a bunch of small action items so that you can get a bunch of wins along the way gets you coming back, gets your progress forward, which builds momentum. And when human beings have momentum mm -hmm. behind them, it's like a snowball, right? This is an analogy everybody knows. Right. It starts going and going mm -hmm. and going and going. And so I think that when it's motivating teams, when I think that it's inspiring people to do the thing that they really want to do, it's, hey, what's the big goal? What's the first thing you need to do? What's the second thing you need to do? And how can you break it down into something that is believable doable and that you can cross off quickly so you can have a win and keeps coming back for more. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that, that goes for anything in a leadership role, right? I mean, it's not just, Hey, here's how you ride a bike book, break it down. It's, it's for parents teaching their kids how to ride a bike. Hey, break down every single step for that little kid. It's leaders trying to teach someone a brand new task. You can't throw everything all at once because that can be overwhelming. I love how you broke, broke that down. It's here's your big idea. What are the steps to reach this big idea? And then, like you said, that power of the win, the power of big Mo motivation. Yeah, most of us, look, most of our lives are in routine, right? We're, our, we're habitual mm -hmm. creatures by nature. So most of us take it for granted that our minds already process all the small actions. The more that we do something, the less we think about the small actions, we're just capable of doing those things, right? I don't think about peeing in the right. morning. I just do it, right? I go to the bathroom, I pee, I feel much mm -hmm. better, right? But when you're right, growing up, right. you're potty trained. 
You have to go in a diaper. You have to stop wearing a diaper. Then you have to learn how to stand up and pee if you're a dude, right? Like all these things. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, as you do something enough, you don't have to think about the small actions anymore. And so I think that we forget this sometimes. And when we take yep. on something else, like as we get older, we're like, oh, I'm expected mm-hmm. to know. You're not. All right. If you start a new job, you need to get trained. <laughs> it's the same thing. Right. And so breaking this concept down just sometimes isn't normalized because we think we're expected mm-hmm. to know it. But in reality, everything that you do in the beginning, you start from the first action. It just may look like it mm-hmm. in a different role. Maybe you get a promotion. Okay, guess where you're starting? Well, what do you need to do to have success at that role? Go back to the beginning, right? And this will be a mm-hmm. theme of everything that I live by. And it's be great at the fundamentals. Be great at the fundamentals, okay? Most people get bored with the basics, get bored with the fundamentals. They're like, I already know this. I'm just going to skip to the next step, right? You ever try to build a piece of Ikea furniture and you're like, oh, I know this step. And then you go to step four, then you're on step 27 and you're like, okay, it's done. And then you, you're like, shit, I screwed up. And then you're, de- then you're mm-hmm. depressed, like I need a beer, right? So my point right. with it is live life with the fundamentals and help people make their lives easier by giving them the fundamentals to achieve what they desire to do. And that's leadership. If you can help somebody get to where they are to be bigger than themselves. Right. And, and I'm sure you've seen this too. Like, and I think here's where people forget about what leadership actually is, because when we're part of the team, when we're doing the day-to-day stuff, we get our sense of pride. We get our sense of accomplishment from what we accomplish when we do things. It's flipped for a leader. And I think a lot of leaders have to recognize that sense of pride comes from when we develop someone, when we teach someone. And I mean, you've written bestsellers and you've helped people write bestsellers. It's a different sense of pride, isn't it? It, it, it definitely, it definitely is. Right. And, and something that I've learned as a leader myself is like, how do you celebrate your wins? Right. Cause, cause a lot of people mm-hmm. are really good at celebrating somebody else. Like when someone writes a book with us and they launch it, I'm hyped. I'm so damn proud of them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm celebrating with them. Like, let's go, right? But yeah. sometimes when we do the same thing that we root other people on for, we don't give ourselves that same praise. Part of that's we don't want to feel arrogant. We don't want to feel conceited. But the other part of it is it goes back to this. Like, we just want to feel love too. Right. And we forget that we can give ourselves that love that companionship, that, that connection, that, that feeling that we belong. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's a really important thought for us is like how we celebrate and the pride we have for others as leaders. We also need to feel that for ourselves. There was a, um, there was a video that went, that went viral a while back and I, I loved it and it was Snoop Dogg. And I think mm-hmm. he, he had done a speech or he had gotten an award and he said, I want to thank me. <laughs> like that was his speech. He's like, I want to thank me. Because I did, you know, like, I, you know, he mm-hmm. was, he wasn't. And, and the funny thing about it was, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, oh, that could, ru- that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Right. Because it's like, well, no, thank others. But at the same time, I was like, that's the energy we need more is to be proud of ourselves. Like you worked hard, acknowledge that, you deserve that. Right. And then of course, mm-hmm. be grateful for the people that helped you get there because no one does it alone. Right. So, right. So right. we got to give and take a little bit, but. I love that stuff, man. I love that. And I think it's important. Yeah. So I, I want to, you know, stick with that, especially kind of now focusing on others. So yes, obviously it's important to celebrate our own wins, right? Because I, I agree. We don't do that enough as a society because it's that 
We're afraid of being arrogant. We're afraid of being cocky. No, celebrate when you do something right. At the same time, one of the things I get asked all the time in my profession is how do we foster, how do we build positive work environments? And that's really focusing on other people. What advice do you have really for leaders today, you know, coming out of a pandemic, you know, uh, you ask people stress is at an all time high nowadays. It's getting harder and harder to create a positive team. What advice do you have for them, for any leader right now, trying to create positivity just in their workplace, at home, just in general? Let's go internal and let's go external. All right. I think that yeah. sometimes when we, when we talk about this and like building a positive culture, we think about like, okay, what motivational quote could we put on the wall? What uh, did we listen to in a podcast that we can just regurgitate and share? If you are just regurgitating, if you are just doing what you think is the minimum to hope that it fosters a culture, you're missing the point. You got to start internal. You got to give yourself the same positivity that you give someone else, right? You can't give to somebody if your cup's empty. All right, listen to this example here. I'm, I'm at a Shabbat dinner with my rabbi, okay? I'm at a Shabbat dinner and we're getting ready to, to, to do the prayer over the wine. And basically in, in the Jewish tradition on Shabbat, you, you pour a little glass of, uh, of wine and you, you say the prayer, you, you say cheers, l'chaim, and then you take it, right? Amazing. Right. What the rabbi starts doing is he pours a little bit in everybody's cup and then his cup, Brian, this is crazy. He's filling it and he's talking to me and keeps filling it. And I'm like, okay, like rabbi, your cup's getting full. He overflows it. Literally it's dripping over grape juice. Definitely going to stain, right? Overflowing yeah. onto a second, onto a, onto a tray underneath. And we all say the prayer and we all pick our glass. I drink it like a normal person. <laughs> rabbi picks the glass from underneath the cup and drinks the entire glass of wine at once. And I was like, this man is, is insane. And so I obviously asked, I was like, what in the world were you like, why? I don't understand this. And he goes, here's the thing you got to learn about life. Most people try to give from an empty cup. I give from a cup that's overflowing and I still have plenty. And when we're trying to build a positive culture, if we're building positivity from an empty cup, we're going to miss out. We're going to miss out on the mm -hmm. actual connection. We're going to miss out on the depth and we're going to miss out on the bigger picture here. Okay. Now let's focus mm -hmm. on the external. All right. Internal, you fill up your own cup. That's how you're then able to give more to others to build the culture. Now external, look, we all have a basic desire. And I talk about this in my second book. We all have one basic desire and that is we all want to be loved. We all want to be heard. We all want to be valued and we all want to feel that we belong and that we matter. Mm-hmm. Well, the number one way that you can do this, and Maya Angelou uh, has, has a really famous quote on this, um, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And so the first step of positivity culture is how can you do something that will make somebody feel good or not make them, but give them the opportunity to create that positive feeling within themselves. So for example, mm -hmm. let me ask you this. And for all the listeners, you could, you could imagine this as you go. Have you ever received a compliment, Brian, that when someone said it, you shoulders perked up, you started walking on your toes, you were like, yeah, I feel good Absolutely. today. Right? Yeah. Like you, you literally walk faster. You walk faster, right? Mm -hmm. How easy mm -hmm. is it for somebody to make you feel that way by giving you an honest compliment? Oh, it's simple. I love simple. hearing it. Like, like, it's really easy. If, if, if I say, dude, I love mm -hmm. the, the zip or whatever, the haircut looks good, the beard looks good, whatever it is, you're like, mm -hmm. I like this dude, right? I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. So so now I want to ask a question, okay? And I want to ask a question, and, and I want you to be honest, not, not just you, but everyone that's listening. 
If we know how easy it is to make somebody feel good, then why is it not a priority of our day to do that to somebody else every single day? It takes 20 seconds to give somebody a compliment and we know the feeling it will give. Why do we not make that a priority in our society and our culture? That's step one. The next thing that I want to address here when it comes to building positive culture is you have to understand the psychology of how we think. I'll give a personal example for my life. I get people that say, Jake, your books have made an impact on my life. You've changed my life. Jake, I wouldn't be here without you. I get all this positivity. And then I get one person who says, Jake, screw you, dude, you're a scam. Like there's no way this works. What sits with you? The 25 great comments or the one negative one that you get? The negative one lingers. Right, that one. So we're building a positive culture. If we don't understand the ratio, we are going to miss out and we're going to only have people focusing on the downside. If you're always nagging somebody, you're going to only focus on being nagged. If you praise people, mm-hmm. if you more positive, authentic, real, not just fugazi, like, oh, you're looking, you're doing a great job when you're not, right? Don't give false compliments or false praise. But if somebody right. does something good, let them know. Now what you've done is you've tipped the scale of positive to negative into a ratio that people mentally actually get excited about. And mm-hmm. that is that is game changing when you realize that because it takes minimal effort, just a little bit of awareness. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you give honest compliments, you increase the positive ratio, you express what you're doing as a leader, people are doing a good job, people want to come back, right? Mm-hmm. People want Yes. The coach that inspires them, not the coach that takes them out if they make one mistake. Mm-hmm. People want to work for the people that empower them, not belittle them and micromanage them. We're a simple mm-hmm. creature. We just want to belong. And if you can make right. somebody excited about their sense of belonging, they will keep coming back. And then on top of that, they will have loyalty. And that mm-hmm. is culture at its at its core. That's again, if you anybody go back and listen to those last two minutes. Yeah. Go back in his pot. Let's, Jake, that was that was incredible. And again, it's it's we we foster the the environment, the culture that we put out there. Yeah. And you foster that positivity, you're gonna get that right back. And like you said, you're gonna get people staying and staying and staying. I love it. Um, I want to move on because I want to make sure I talk about this, but I'm holding up here. Big idea is the bestseller. Uh the latest this is your number three, right? Your third best selling book. Uh fourth. fourth, fourth best selling book. I apologize. Fourth best selling book now. Um, this is the first one of yours that I've read. And uh, I'm actually, I felt personally attacked a little bit in the book because I've been dying to write a book, uh, a, a, a bunch of different ideas. And as I'm reading the book, it tells me you probably have a bunch of ideas to write a book. I'm like, well, of course I do. And then it was, but you probably haven't for all of these reasons. And I'm like, yeah, every single one of those reasons. So um, I, I want to just break it down. I mean, the way you set this up, this whole book is is fantastic. You talked earlier about you know, here's the big idea, but you got to take the steps to get there. I mean, the way I, so I've gone through it and I did exactly what you said not to do, read it and then write your book later. But I wanted to read it before we talked. I'm going to go back later on in Q2 this year when I'm writing my book. But the way you said it, you, ha- you talk about, all right, here's what you do before writing as far as, you know, concepts. Then you talk about the outline and, and I love the link into the superheroes. You talk about, you, you actually have a calculator in there on how long to write each day to reach your goal. Then you talk about the actual production where you go into the cover, the format, how to edit, and then you even go into launch, how to build a launch, how to promote your book. How do they, it, it, it is step-by-step step how to write a book. And I cannot tell you how excited I am for me to actually start using it now, not just for the podcast, but to actually write the book. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you said it yourself. I, I love that it triggered you a little bit, right? Because we, we know what's going on in people's head. I was there, right? Mm-hmm. We work with countless people. We know what's going on in their head, right? I'm not a writer. Who am I to write this book? Who's going to read my book? There's already books on my topic, right? Like yeah. I know what's going on. And, 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 and here's what it boils down to at the end of the day. Okay. Do you want to write a book? It boils down to this one simple thing. Are you actually committed to doing the thing? Mm-hmm. Most people don't finish their book because they're not actually committed to it. They haven't made it a priority to it. And that is literally, you read the book. That is step one of what we teach. Mm-hmm. Create a commitment to yourself. We're doing a live event. Okay. We're doing a live event in, in, in March of 2023. And the first thing we're going to be doing is creating commitment. And we are going to shatter these limiting beliefs. We are going to break through that, 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 that ceiling that will then become your floor. And mm-hmm. that is that is it. But yeah, that, that book, Big Idea to Bestseller, it is the blueprint of how to write and launch a nonfiction book to grow your business and make an impact. It is straightforward, mm-hmm. actionable, uh, and very, very practical because I want you to be able to, or anybody really, to be able to write a book after reading this. Yeah. And, and again, I, we, I, I could spend another half hour just talking about this book, but, but again, it's actionable. It's practical. Um, how can people go get it? Cause I'll tell you right now, there's a ton of people that want to write a book, but they're in that, those, why would they listen to me? I don't actually have an idea. How can people go, or what's the best way to go out and get the book or just to connect with you overall? Yeah. The best way to get the book right now, it's 99 cents on Amazon. So we're keeping the book at 99 cents, the ebook, uh, you get it on Amazon, big idea, two bestseller. And here's the really cool thing. When you get it on the first page, there's literally a link that will give you 10 free resources about how to write your book. So we give a ton of resources to really help uh, help you with that implementation. The best way to connect with me, yeah, you're showing it off on the screen. QR code, snap the photo, put your email in, and bada bing, bada bang. To connect with me, the best way to do it is on Instagram, at Jake Kelfer. That's where I spend a ton of time. Just come on there. If you want to write a book, just tell me you want to write a book and tell me why you haven't. And I'll, I'll get you hyped up. All right, I'll get you hyped up. And that's my promise to anyone who's listening to this who comes there. I'll get you hyped up. I'll get you fired up. Uh, but Instagram at Jake Helfer is the best thing. And then we're always giving away free things uh, on, on that page as well. Awesome. Thank you. And then last thing I have for you, Jake, podcast called Six Degrees of Leadership. My goal is to get us all connected, right? We're all leaders, whether we have that title, whether or not. So that's where that six degrees come from. Can you give me a name or two of somebody who's maybe been a great leader in your life, a leader you know that that might be interested in coming on and we can connect with? Yeah, I got, I mean, I have so many people and we'll definitely share more ideas offline, but online, awesome. um, I have a friend of mine, her name is Bridget and she has a personal gut health supplement company and it's called Gut Personal. And I'm a guy that okay. has stomach aches and I apparently bad gut, I didn't realize this. And she has done yeah. some amazing things building this company. Um, she went from registered dietitian to uh, seven-figure uh, nutrition coach, business coach, to now having her own supplement line. So she's one name right off the top of the head that, hands down, great leader, somebody who's doing really great things, impacting the world, um, while also being able to uh, make money and make impact. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I will definitely be reaching out to her. Jake, I just want to say thank you again, man. I mean, the, the last half hour has just been knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb, just great information. So thank you so much for sharing everything that you've talked about the last 30 minutes with us. Um, we look forward to connecting in the, you know, in the future as well too. Yeah, dude, I appreciate you. I love the questions and thanks for having me on.
Hi again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you all picked up a tidbit or two from our episode. Now, please do me a favor and like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. Each of those helps build our community of leaders. I appreciate you all. See you next time on Six Degrees of Leadership.